Hey listeners, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations, where we believe that everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. We invite guests from various backgrounds to share with you what makes them unique. Our hope is that you and I can learn and grow together. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to speak with Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University. He is an influencer for self-improvement and inspires people to change. Kevin has encountered many struggles throughout his life, and he hopes to share his story today with us to kind of help us remain consistent and help us improve our lives. So Kevin, thank you for coming on today. I'm thrilled to have you on. This is exciting. I'm just so excited to have you on today. But I would like to open with a question I kind of ask a lot of my guests, and that is, what kind of got you into starting Next Level University? What's kind of the motivation behind it? What got you started? Yeah, it's that's a great question. Uh, very on brand for you. I was on a podcast. Somebody interviewed me. And after that podcast, I said to my friend, I said, imagine if you could do this for a living. And my friend said, you know, you can, right? And I said, no. That was how that conversation started for me. And Josh, my podcast like yours is called intelligent conversations. Mine was called hyperconscious, acutely aware. I was so focused on having deep, deep conversations. I wanted to talk about love. I wanted to talk about work. I wanted to talk about, um, one of my buddies, Mm -hmm. one of my first episodes, one of my friends wanted to commit suicide and we talked about it on the podcast and we went in depths of like what the thought process was and why he felt that way. Mm -hmm. And it was just a beautiful conversation. So it started by me being interviewed and realizing, wow, if I could do this for a living, that would be a pretty damn cool life. And here we are, as I said, 900 and some odd episodes, 75 or something like that Mm -hmm. later. And now I get to do this every day, which I'm just, I'm very, very grateful for, but it kind of happened by chance. That's yeah. I I actually kind of have a similar story there that so I, I had like this little just side hustle thing I did in high school and someone reached out to me and asked, Hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And similar thing, they're asking me questions. I'm like, this is fun. Like this, just the experience of being on a podcast, I'm like this is, I enjoy it. It's something I want to do type of thing. So I, a couple like months later, I'm trying to figure out, all right, I'm graduating high school. What, what should I do type of thing? Like I need to have a business that makes money. So I you know, started that. Then I'm like, but I, I got to do something fun. So I started a podcast as well. And then here we are today, right? We're just crossed like the one year mark. And that, that was just, I, I never imagined myself being in that situation. And I'm sure you can honestly say the same. Mm-hmm. I, it's just the, the experience is just thrilling. So I, I want to ask you this though. I guess, I mean, I know the answer to this, but just kind of give an idea to the audience here. How hard is it to just remain consistent every single day, get up and actually (laughs) do it? (laughs) You're laughing and I I know exactly what you're going to say there. It's (laughs) It is so challenging. It is so challenging. It is one of the reasons that most people don't succeed. I mean, just using podcasting as an example, most people make it between seven and 21 episodes before they call it quits. And I think one of the, the reasons is your why power has to be greater than whatever it is you're doing, 
right? The podcast isn't about me. It's not about my co-host, Alan, my business partner. It's about the listeners. We don't have fans. We have family. It's about creating an environment of growth within this community. So it is the most challenging part. And I think that human beings struggle with consistency because it's just easier not to be. It's just easier not to be consistent. Humans try to go for the path of least resistance and sleeping in every day, watching Netflix and eating pizza is the path of least resistance until something happens 5, 10, 15 years down the road. So yes, it is a challenge for us as much as it is anybody else, but we believe in the mission so much that we refuse to miss and that has now become part of our identities as a brand. Yeah, so just to kind of give you an idea here, I this just kind of came to my mind. Uh, most of my audience is you know, in that stage of making some pretty life-altering decisions and one of the common things that I hear them say is they don't really even know their why, right? They're trying to figure out what they want to do, mm. but then maybe they start doing something, right? They come in with the mentality of, I'm going to make a lot of money type of thing. But then they're like, well, why am I doing it, right? How, how would you help them kind of find their why? I think that's something a lot of kids just struggle with. They just can't, they don't know why they're doing something. How, how would you help kids find their why, like why they would do something. Do they have to like take that deep inward look? What's kind of your advice to that generation of finding their why? So I think that one of the pieces of advice I would give is stop searching for it. I think a lot of us are out there assuming that we should know exactly what we're supposed to do at whatever age we're at. And we think, oh, if I don't know now, I'm never going to know. You said it, Josh. I said the same thing. <laughs> for me, this kind of happened by chance. Now, when you look back, it makes sense. I used to be a truck driver. When I drove the truck, I used to listen to the radio and I would think to myself, imagine if you could talk on mm -hmm. the radio for four hours a day and that was your job. Now I get to do that. So you really don't know until you have the reference of experience. So if you're out there right now and you're thinking, I have no idea what my why is, I want you to think of who do you want to help how do you want to help them? And why do you want to help them in the way you want to help them? One of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, his quote is, your purpose comes from your deepest pain. The reason I am a self-improvement junkie and I want to help other people with self-improvement is because I had, quote unquote, a life of success and I still ended up somehow sitting at the edge of a bed debating suicide. I don't want anybody to get to that point. My purpose has come directly from my deepest pain. So I think that's mm -hmm. that's a little bit of a cheat code. Tap into what are your pain points? What are the things you've experienced that you do not want other people to experience? There's a good chance that your why is buried somewhere in there. And then, you know, balance that with the other experiences that you have, the things that you've done that you like, the things that you've done that you hate, somewhere in there. Thank you for sharing that. That's something I, we, I kind of talked with my friends and all that recently was that... One of the coolest things that you find is when you struggle through something, that's almost when you experience the most growth. I don't know if you agree with that statement, mm -hmm. but I I find that there is no growth at all. And I think we all, right, I, I believe we all have really big dreams, high expectations for where we see ourselves, right? Like you said, you were a truck driver and you were listening to the radio and you're like, you know, it would be pretty cool if I could hear myself on the radio, right? And it makes sense now. But then, right, like, it's that dream. And we're like, oh, that'd be cool if I could have that. And uh, I want to touch on this real quick. So I, I noticed, like, when 
you, you took like an outward approach, like instead of looking at yourself like, oh, what do I want? What do I need type of thing? You t- kind of took the approach over like, all right, how can I serve those around me? And mm-hmm. I think that and it's that itself is powerful because when you start looking at yourself, it kind of helps develop humility, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I have this quote that I like to talk about when it comes to humility, but if it's all right with you, I kind of want to get your thoughts with you and then I'll share what I think about humility. I want to hear what you have to say about humility, what you think that is. My definition of humility is admitting the truth for what it really is. And the reason I say that is because when somebody says you're really good at something, Mm -hmm. there's two ways you can do it. You can deflect and say, ah, I'm not that good. You're way better than I am. Even if the truth is, you know what? I actually am really good, but I don't have the self-confidence or the self-esteem to take that Mm -hmm. compliment. That's not true humility. That's not true humility. True humility, from my opinion, is saying, thank you so much for the compliment. I appreciate that very much. I have just worked very, very, very hard. So when people compliment me on my speaking or podcasting, I've been doing it for 975 episodes. Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate it. But I've been doing it for a long time. It's just the reps. I started Mm. just like everybody else. I think that's a true, humble approach. I think it's you just admitting the truth. I think that's what true humility is. When you lose a race to somebody who runs faster than you, humility is saying, hey, you just, you probably trained harder than I did. You, you earned this victory more than I did. I think that's true humility at the, at the end of the day. Yes. I, man, you're spot on. That was literally, I, that's my (laughs) definition too. I, so one of the quotes, this is from my mother, she would say, once you think you have humility, you've lost it type of thing, right? I, I I actually agree. I think that you have to have like that confidence to say, hey, like, I'm good at this, right? Like, if people are repeatedly coming to you and saying, hey, you're good at this, it's like you said, it's only an act of humility if you just say, hey, thank you. Like, I appreciate it. Or same thing if they come and ask you for help, you don't just deflect them, right? They're coming to you because they're like, I mean, they're essentially making themselves vulnerable and saying, hey, like, I need your help (laughs) and you're good at this. And when they come to you for that, you're like, Oh my goodness. Like this person wants my help. Like that's the, like, that's just the coolest thing type of thing. And that's, Mm. I, I, that's kind of where I line up with humility. I think it's similar to yours when you were just talking there. I was like, man, I think that's, that is just spot on humility. And what, one thing though about the race, and I actually ran track in high school and (laughs) one of, so I did sprints. I couldn't handle the distance. I no. but, uh, one thing I would like to do occasionally was I I would like to kind of trash talk and I'd say, Hey, like something stupid, like, all right, who's got second type of thing. And sometimes I would lose type of thing. And I I know that's probably not the most humble thing. Right. But, uh, I I felt like it was a good way to motivate myself to actually move forward and, you know, go out and try and win is I, I want to know what is your kind of strategy to motivate you to be the best type of thing. So then people maybe come to you and say, Hey, you're a great speaker. Or, hey, you're great at whatever it might be. That's a great question. It's a great question. And you definitely would have beat me in sprints and I probably would have <laughs> mad at you for talking trash. Um, it's, it's interesting, Josh, because what we talk about and what we believe in and what we practice is just 1% improvements. 
So I realize that if I get 1% better over 975 episodes, there's no reason I can't be the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Eventually, eventually. It's going to take a long, long, long time. But most people aren't focused on the deliberate practice. So that's one thing is 1% improvements over time will give you results that you cannot even fathom. That's part one. Part two, I think that human beings convince, or sorry, compare themselves to three different types of people. People say comparison is bad. I don't think so as long as you use it the right way. If you lack confidence, you probably compare yourself to people worse than you or the average. Well, the average person only makes $50,000 a year. I make 75. I'm crushing it. If you have a decent amount of self-belief, you might compare yourself to the best. Well, I'm a new rapper. I didn't sell that many, but I know I can beat Drake in 15 years. All right, cool. That's good. If you have undying self-belief in yourself, you only compare to your potential. You don't care about who's doing what in the best in the world because you care about maximizing your own unique potential, which I think takes a level of vision that most people don't have. I do not have that. I compare to the best. That's just the way I have done it. But in the beginning, I couldn't do that because I didn't have the self-belief. So this would be my answer. Yes, in a perfect world, nobody would compare to anybody else and they wouldn't feel bad about their results or lack thereof. I understand that. I don't think that's a world we're going to live in. When you lack confidence, compare to the average. Compare to what you're doing better than. When you feel pretty Mm -hmm. good, compare to people a little bit ahead of you. And as you get better, keep doing that. And eventually, maybe you'll get to the point where, you know, I don't care. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I am so confident in what I'm doing. I'm going to maximize my potential and I'm going to end up where I belong. I'm going to end up where I should end up based on my own unique potential. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. I spot on too. I think uh, oftentimes, especially like when I mean, I see this again with kids my age as well. We, we compare ourselves to others. And I, I find myself kind of in the category of like, because I anything that revolves around like starting a business or starting like a startup, anything like that, I always think, all right, how can I take out like Jeff Bezos or like these great, like huge, um, like no way I could catch him type of thing. And that <laughs> kind of pursues like it helps me chase that dream type of thing. And oftentimes I've kind of recognized that if you start comparing yourself to others, you kind of get disappointed a lot more <laughs> and it sucks. But as human beings, we, we need mm-hmm. something to measure ourselves with. And the easiest thing to do is to measure ourselves with another person that's already done it. Right. So how can, I think, cause a lot of the things people, mm-hmm. especially on social media, right. They compare themselves to, Oh, I wish I was this. I wish I was this. Right. They see this greatness. How can we maybe like reverse it? So then it kind of inspires them to try and, you know, pursue that that dream that they have type of thing. I think the only way to accurately compare yourself to somebody else is compare yourself to where they are in comparison to where, where they were in comparison to where you are in that part of the journey. So if you're, if you're on episode one of your podcast, do not listen to our latest episode and compare yourself. Cause we should be better than you listen to the first one, which is garbage. It's terrible. It's not good. It's there's very little value in it. So I think that what we see is we see the people, I mean, really think about this. The people that you follow, you most likely follow because they have some sort of results that you want. We don't tend to follow people Mm -hmm. early in the journey who are struggling because struggling does not seem sexy. You have to go back and look at 
where was this person? Where was Jeff Bezos in year one? Mm -hmm. He was broke, not making any money, slinging books out of his garage. He might not have even been doing that yet. That's the only way I think you can accurately compare because even on social media, mm -hmm. everybody wants to look better on social media, myself included. I want to look better on social media. I think everybody does, but I'm also trying to work on myself as hard, if not harder behind the scenes. I don't just want to look good. I want to be good. I don't want to look successful. I want to be successful. So it's very difficult for me to compare to certain people, but Early in the journey, you have to compare to other people's early in the journey. If you're looking at the end result, it's not gonna it's not gonna look good. The raw ingredients of a meal do not look good. So if you're if you're comparing to raw meat, raw onion, mm -hmm. raw pepper, you know, frozen fries, if you're comparing that version of your journey to the final meal that's plated, you're gonna end up being pretty sad. And and you're like you said, you're gonna you're not going to believe it's that's, possible. It's it's completely okay. And I, that's something. <laughs> I, so my goal setting strategy is more of, all right, let's set this high and crazy expectation and then fail type of thing. Like purposely know that you're going to fail, but still chase that mark. And occasionally, like mm -hmm. I would say maybe 10% of the time, I actually hit that mark. And it's like, what the, like that came out of nowhere. And just the satisfaction you get is just, <laughs> unbelievable i can't even describe it but 90 percent of the time i fail i would even say 99 percent of the time i fail every single freaking time but i look back and i start reflecting and i'm like well it's a lot farther than what you would have done if you set this reasonable goal but i usually like when i talk about goal setting and stuff mm. i think everyone kind of has their different process what's your process for goal setting i think a lot of people can benefit from that i do 90 day goals so i'll do like a health wealth and love goal over the course of the next 90 days so health okay. right now is drop 10 pounds so i'm trying to get to down to 170 I, I weighed in at like 180 the other day drop 10 pounds my love goal is 12 fun unique experiences with my fiance right so that's one a week every week for three months and then the wealth goal is to get um, six new clients. So two new clients a month. That's the way it works for me. I think a lot of people say like, well, I'm going to set okay. this one year goal for me. It's just too long. I'm not getting wins along the way. So it's very hard for me to measure. Um, and then some people like to set like weekly goals and that's good. But for me, I like the, the 90 days just seems like the sweet spot for me, but your goals, mm -hmm. think of it this way. You have yes. your lifetime goals, and then you break those down into yearly goals, right? Into quarterly goals, into monthly goals, into weekly goals, daily goals, all that. So it all depends on what your ultimate goal is. Our goal is to have the most successful podcast ever of all time in the self-improvement industry. So what I do on the day-to-day, -day, the month-to-month, -month, the week-to-week, year-to-year should look a lot different than what you're doing because it's reverse engineered based on something different. So your goal setting is in direct correlation with the size of goals you're trying to accomplish. I, I, I like the, uh, that goal setting strategy, like I said, and to be fair, I, I don't like, uh, set a one year and say, or like a 20 year or something like that. And you're right. You have to break it down because if you're not actively doing something, then it's not a goal. Mm -hmm. It's just a dream, right? Like I think oftentimes we find ourselves not actually taking that first yep. step and saying, all right, what can I do today to like 
make sure that it's aligned with this goal that I have for the end of the week. And is that goal at the end of the week aligned with month and then so on yeah. year, 20 years. And you find that you're oftentimes you start chasing, right? You start chasing because eventually, right? You do get that goal, but then as human beings, we want to improve. We want to get better. Well, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Why, why do you think we do that? Why do you think we naturally want to chase better? Uh, for most humans, I think progress is a marker of success. And I think we human beings mm -hmm. understand that long-term stagnation equals death. And because from an evolutionary standpoint, if you didn't go get food, more food than you got last time, more food than you got last time, you probably were not going to survive as a species for very long. So I think it's, I think it's probably like an evolutionary thing, but this is what I would say too, to your point. There is a difference between goal setting. Setting goals is not difficult. Doing the strategy behind how to accomplish those goals is where many people get lost. Mm -hmm. A goal is I want to lose 15 pounds this year. Awesome. Great goal. Yeah. That's very realistic. Anybody can do that. That's a pound a, a pound a month. Not not hard, right? Not hard. But mm -hmm. what is the strategy? What are the behaviors? What is the identity? What does the uh, communication have to be like with your peer group? There's, there's just so much that goes into it where your goal setting might not be the issue. It might be your strategy sessions after you set the goal. If you don't know how to accomplish the goal. So goal setting and goal accomplishing are usually two vastly different things. Accomplishing a goal is a lot harder than just writing it. I mean, we hear all the time, you're more likely to accomplish a goal if you write it down, right? Or use smart goals. It has to be specific, measurable, actionable. But I'm like... Yeah. I think especially in the with smart goals, like specific, I'm like, usually we, we're pretty specific when we write down our goals. Measurable, right? Lose 15 pounds. We're, we have a measurement. But the third part that most people forget is actionable, right? Like it has to be mm -hmm. or attainable. It might be one of the two. But it, you have to have a plan in place to how you are actually going to do it. Like, mm -hmm. and what are you going to do today to actually go out and achieve that goal? And yeah. I find so, especially I, so I, I know I've just recently like graduated and I know there's kids coming back from college. One of the common things I see is procrastination, right? Like they just thrive under procrastination, but maybe like if they want to start a business, like what you're doing, or they want to do something else, mm -hmm. procrastination can hurt them. <laughs> How can you kind of alter and shift that, that idea of, Hey, I'm going to do this at the last minute. So then they actually, you know, prepare in advance. Like I think procrastination hurts a lot of people in the long run. What's kind of your thoughts there? I believe procrastination is a thing for, I mean, one of many reasons. One, you don't even want to do what you're doing. That's, that's one reason the, but I think the bigger, probably biggest reason from my perspective, procrastination creates necessity. When you only have 15 minutes to do 15 minutes worth of work, you cannot waste a single minute or you're going to be in trouble. I think the one thing you can do is you can build in necessity earlier. Uh, you have an assignment that's due Thursday at noon. You give yourself a reward if you turn it in early. If you turn in your assignment Thursday at 8 a.m., you have four hours to do whatever you want. If you turn it in Wednesday at noon, you have a full day mm -hmm. to do whatever you want. That way you can push up the necessity. You can push up the necessity. So think of it this way. If you want to run every day, mm -hmm. there's two things you can do. You can say, I'm going to run every day for the next three months, or you can sign up for a marathon 
and run every single day for the next three months because you realize you're going to have to run 26.2 in three months. The necessity is higher. When you're broke, the necessity to make money is higher. When you have a heart attack, the necessity to eat healthier and exercise is higher. Unfortunately, again, the human mm -hmm. condition often waits until we're in pain to make change. So I would say, how do you move the necessity up? How do you move the necessity up and how do you move the accountability up? H have somebody that's a peak performance partner where you do the assignment together. That's one way to do it. That's huge. But yeah, it's necessity. If you don't have a big enough reason to do something, you'll wait to the last minute to do it because the pain is not great enough yet. Speaking of assignments, one of the last like things I did, like one of the actual, because I, the audience, like my audience knows, I do not like school. I just me sitting in the classroom. I just don't learn that way. I learn by talking with people and I learn with actually going out and doing it. Like I work with my hands and my mouth type of thing. Like that's just how I learn type of thing. But uh, I was, I started this uh, assignment and it was this big book. It was accounting. And I was like, this is dumb. Why, why am I going to do this? And I had this little thought in my mind. I was like, all right. Cause I mean, I'm getting towards the end of the year. I'm like, let's just finish the whole book in a week. If you do that, you won't go to class the remainder of the school year type of thing. Because that's the whole course was in this book and it was like notes and everything. It was all there. So I finished it in a week. I handed it in. I'm like, all right, I'm done with the class. And they're like, what? And then <laughs> like, no, you're not. And I'm like, no, I am. Like, this is all that I needed, right? And they're like, well, you have to take some tests. I'm like, well, can I take them now? Took them. And then I just didn't show up <laughs> like and for me it gave me more it, I, I find myself it's more I have to set something I'm like let's encounter the pain now so then I have free time later right I screwed around during that free time I'm like I just didn't want to do something and that's almost maybe you can touch on this as well but I found myself it's like I didn't want to do this so bad that I hurry and did it so then later I could actually have free time <laughs> so that's what I did there. And that's what I think mm -hmm. I, I, that's what I think could help some people with procrastination and saying, Hey, if you just get this done now, you can go screw around and scroll Instagram if you want for an hour, <laughs> or you can go and partake in this instant gratification yeah. stuff if you just get it done now. Right. And I find myself oftentimes I'll just do this and then this and this, and you're like, Oh, if you just do this, that yeah. you don't want to do now, then you don't have to do this later. And you just kind of funnel and set your schedule that way. And then you can have fun later. And that's how I set up my schedule. So I, I'm looking at uh, time here and I, I do ask the, I guess I didn't mention this to you, but I asked the quote unquote intelligent question of the day. And this has been an intelligent question of the day before, but I think it's important. And I think people really struggle again to find it sometimes. I mean, we talked about the why how we find what we want. But the key question there is you have to actually know what you want. You want to know what, how you set your goals around those things. We talked about how we both kind of stumbled upon starting a podcast, right? Some people, right, they don't know what they want now, but like they're kind of confused. They don't know what direction to go into. How do you help people find what they want today so then they can pursue that dream? It's a, it's a great question. It's challenging. The answer that I say now is way different than it used to be. You have to just try a bunch of different stuff. If you're listening to this and you're around Josh's age and you're younger, there's so much time. 
I mean, when I tell my story, I was a mm -hmm. personal trainer. I drove a truck. I was a forklift operator. I worked at a hospital. I was in construction twice. I was on-call firefighter. It, I was in a bunch of different things when I realized I don't want to do any of these things. I don't want to do any of these things. What are the things that I enjoy doing? I always enjoyed speaking. That was always fun. I enjoyed interviewing. That was fun. Okay, cool. How do I combine that? Mm -hmm. I think that for most people, you have to start with what you don't want to do. And then you have to find the commonalities in your past. It's almost like we're looking, you're looking for something that you don't know what it is. You're going into a dark closet <laughs> with no flashlight saying like, I really hope I find something. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to find something, but what do you not want to find? What do you not want to find in that dark closet? You don't want any sharp objects. You don't want anything too hot. You don't want to find anything wet. You don't want to find anything that bites. So you know what not to look for. And I think that if you're 25 years old, 22 years old, 19 mm -hmm. years old, you have that length of time experience. What are the things that you enjoyed the most? What are the things that you often found time flew by? When I am on a podcast, time goes by so fast, so fast, right? It's so fast because it's not work. It's, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy. You get in flow and when you get in flow, it's a sign that you love it. So I would say focus on the things that you've done that you didn't like. Focus on the things that you've done that you did like. Odds are it's connected to something that you already love. You just don't see the mechanism yet. So just mm -hmm. pull the string on that. I like talking. What's next? Well, I could be a speaker. Meh, I don't know if I want to speak. I could be a podcast. Meh, I don't know if I want a podcast. Oh, YouTube. I could do vlogging. Ah, okay. There's just so many ways. You could do, um, you could read audiobooks. You could do translations. There's so many different things you could do, but it starts with that one seed and then you just keep planting that seed and eventually it blooms into something a little bit bigger and rinse and repeat from that's there. That's a great answer, by the way. That Everyone that's listening, that's the intelligent answer of the day. That was, that was phenomenal. And that, especially on the, I like that you related it to a seed. I think that's, I think that's important, right? You plant that seed in. Like I said, I, I never imagined myself doing this start like I knew I wanted to start a business but I was just like what am I gonna do type of thing and I just mm -hmm. kind of said you know what let's just start something and we'll see what happens from there I actually I was like oh well I like working out I like trying to stay physically fit let's start a fitness company that'll be great then I realized like this sucks I don't like it but hey I like actually creating content this is fun and I'm like let's go down that let's explore this mm -hmm. a little bit more and then when I got invited on that podcast, I was like, well, I like this. This was fun. Let's let's try this again. Let's keep going down this path. So then you kind of like start piecing things together until you have this massive tree. And quite frankly, I think maybe some people think it's like linear, right? Like you're just going to have a straight up tree. I'm like, those trees have branches, right? It's okay to do something else, go off and then, yeah. oh, that didn't work. Let's grow a different branch, like, right? And then as you get older, you realize oh, I have all these skills. I have all these, like this experience that I can help pass on to the younger generation. I can teach them and say, hey, this is what I learned. This is what, if you want to be successful, these, here are some shortcuts type of thing. And another thing on the opportunities, I especially with the internet these days, there's so many opportunities mm. to just do, like find what you love quickly, in my opinion. I think the internet helps that a ton. Because, I mean, you mentioned with public speaking, like, what, 50% of that didn't exist prior to the internet? Like, if not 90, like 100% of those jobs did not exist until the internet came around. So 
with the internet, it's created a lot of opportunity for you to find what you want and easier, I think. So don't be afraid to use that tool. And another one last thing I'd like to say, I think the internet's still in its early development, right? I mean, if we think about it, like I don't know a day without Google, like I've grown up with it. But the thing is, I'm like, things like Google, like search engine stuff, that's only like 20 years old. Like we are still like, if you look at any invention over time, it's still getting developed and the internet's still so, 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 so new. And that's where you, and you, if you're noticing it now, tons of opportunity. So I, I, I actually want to ask this last question, then we can look to wrap up. But how do you find opportunities, right? If kids want to try and find some opportunities, whether it's the internet or just live, how do they kind of recognize those opportunities? Yeah, it's a tough question because oftentimes you don't know the difference between an opportunity and a dead end, but an opportunity or dead end can be an opportunity based on what you learn and what you, what the lessons you take from that experience are. You just have to be on the lookout for things in alignment with what you're trying to do. It's weird, Josh, because like I didn't anticipate being a speaker. So that's my question to you is do you, and you don't have to answer it, but you think about it. Do you ever plan on speaking on stage? That seed I just planted that might grow. It might be something you've already planted yourself, or it might've been like, wait, mm -hmm. I've never thought of that before. That will eventually become an opportunity probably because it's in alignment with what you're doing. I never plan on being a speaker. That was never part of the plan for me. I gave a speech and I said, wow, I think I like this as much as podcasting. Now I'm a speaker. Wow. I never planned on coaching until we needed to start making money. Now we have a multiple six figure business. Wow. Right. So I think it's to your point, it's kind of like a train. When you have the initial one cart on the tracks, mm -hmm. just one cart, that is the through line. For me, it was podcasting, okay? The next cart that I added was coaching. Then it was public speaking. Then I became the CFO of the company because now I study finance. Then it was building businesses. Now we have however many businesses that we've built just keep adding on to whatever feels in alignment with what you're doing. So the only way you can know that something is an opportunity is the outcome is aligned with what you're ultimately trying to do. And if you're ultimately trying to learn as much as possible, guess what? Everything is an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity. Now, is it aligned with learning productivity? That's different. Is it aligned with learning money? That's different. So you just have to figure out what am I going to learn here? And is it in alignment with what I'm trying to learn? Exactly. And one last one last thing, and then we'll kind of get some information here. But uh, I think, sure. especially in regards to kids these like my age and stuff, a lot of, I know a lot of mm -hmm. you, right? You're going to college, you're learning, you're growing in ways that you're learning cool things. But one last thing, the learning doesn't stop after school ends it continually happens and you got to actively be learning. And like Kevin said here, opportunities are everywhere if you continually learn. So Kevin, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time today. I've learned a ton from you. I also think the audience learned a lot as well. Thank you so much for coming on. But if you, I know you mentioned your business, your podcast, all that, what's the best way they can find that, you know, links, anything like that, social media, what's the best way they can reach you and find you? Yeah, just search Next Level University on whatever your podcast platform of choices or on YouTube. 
Uh, we do seven episodes a week, so every single day a new episode drops, and we will never miss. That is our commitment to our community is we will just we'll make it happen. Whatever it takes, we will make it happen. And then if you want to reach out to me, my handle and the best place to reach me is Instagram. I am at neverquitkid. Send me a message. I will send you All one right. back, I promise. Sweet. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time. And everyone, he gave you the information there to uh, share with you. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode. It was a great episode. I thank you, Kevin, again for sharing that. He dropped his information there if you guys want to have that and reach out to him. I challenge you guys to do that. He's great. I love him. Kevin is an intelligent person. Guys, I'm telling you, he's awesome. So stay tuned till next week. See you guys next week, and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again. And let's get after it.